Hey, welcome back to Almost Good. I'm your local creature, Caro Narby. It's been over a month since the last episode of this podcast, and I'm sure that all two of you have been waiting with bated breath to hear me ramble on about some random film for eight minutes. And this episode might even be shorter than that. I fell off schedule because I've been very, very busy with, you know, various personal marsh creature related matters. And also, like everybody else in the United States and a great many people outside the U.S., I've just been completely off balance and devastated since the inauguration. Things really suck. Things are looking extremely bleak. I don't know if I have anything more to say about that um, that I haven't already said a few episodes ago. Maybe I'll come back to it. But even in the midst of these dark and desperate times, I did see a movie a few weeks ago that made me smile. I think I was grinning the entire time that I was watching it, and I definitely laughed a lot. And I think I even specifically mentioned to the friend that I had seen it with, um, I saw it with my friend Julian, who, I don't know, you might have heard of them. They write a lot of cool short fiction, they review books for Strange Horizons. Uh, I just feel like putting in a little plug for them because they're super cool. Uh, Their website is toomanyfeelings.com, they're on Twitter, at Kelsey Jarbo. But anyway, I think I mentioned to them after the movie that seeing it is something that I really needed. Um, I had been ambivalent about seeing this movie because I wasn't sure that it was really my thing. And it turned out to be kind of exactly my thing in this certain way that I couldn't even have anticipated. And I really think that both of us, and I think all of us, really need something to laugh about right now. This movie is an indie film that is slowly building a lot of buzz, I think. I've been seeing more and more photo sets from it on my Tumblr. I just saw it mentioned in a recent Cracked listicle. The movie that I'm talking about in this episode is Anna Biller's The Love Witch. If you've seen stills from this movie, literally any image from it at all, then you know that it has this very particular aesthetic where it looks like a cheap horror film from the early 70s. And that aesthetic is pulled off more painstakingly than you can even imagine in this film. It's not just the set design and the costumes, it's everything down to the framing of the shots and the lighting and the overall tone and structure of the film in some ways. One thing that Julian speculated immediately after we had seen it is that the director must have grown up in the 70s. The hand that created this film was just so meticulous in its recreation of not only a certain look, but a certain feeling that one feels that the movie had to have been made by somebody who lived through that period. The other piece of media that it made me think of and that I immediately compared it to was actually Ren and Stimpy. John Kay, the guy who created Ren and Stimpy, was born in 1955. And there is so much in the aesthetics and tone of the Ren and Stimpy show that is a send-up of life in the late 50s and early 60s. It's this weird, surreal cartoon that was consumed by children in the 90s, but at the same time, in some ways, it perfectly captures the feel of life in this particular period in history because that was the creator's experience. So The Love Witch feels like it would be something similar, but I actually don't know anything about Anna Biller, so I don't know if that's true. If she didn't grow up in the 1970s, then she really, really immersed herself in the media and the cultural consciousness of that time. To be clear, though, the movie doesn't take place in the 70s. It arguably takes place in the present day, I guess, because there are, like, smartphones in it. But I would actually say that it takes place in a kind of dream time. Or it takes place in a particular pocket dimension of the collective American psyche, because it's not a film that's grounded in physical reality, but rather in a certain cultural reality. The Love Witch is about the sheer, tragic buffoonery of heterosexuality. 
And I think that it deploys its aesthetic in support of that general theme, and that it's not only a visually interesting and novel look, but it's also a direct comment on how even now we still have these goofy, stale, old-fashioned, and self-destructive ideas about sexuality and love and how women and men are supposed to relate to each other. One of my favorite analytic aspects of the film is its cynical treatment of this particular idea from second-wave feminism that still figures prominently in third-wave feminist thought, especially as expressed in sex positivity and in certain feminists' weird fixation on burlesque. And it's that age-old and really reactionary idea that men and women are essentially different, and that women's strength and value are derived from their sexual wiles. When I put it like that, I think we can all recognize it as what it is, which is this very traditional patriarchal conception of women's place and purpose. But there's definitely a strand within feminist rhetoric that's all about embracing conventional notions of sexuality in a certain way, and framing objectification as somehow empowering. Like the idea that to be desired is somehow in itself a form of power. That it's somehow liberating, for example, to get up and dance naked for a bunch of leering men, which is literally what's happening in the scene where this comes up in the movie. I'm having a hard time articulating this because I've never really bought into it, and not because I'm somehow more feminist than thou myself, but simply because I'm just not the kind of person for whom that's ever worked, I guess. Uh, you know, you know how it is. But... Anyway, this particular idea, the attempt to perpetuate or recuperate this archaic conception of women as essentially fetish objects for men, to like paint over that idea with a thin veneer of feminist rhetoric, seems to go back to the 60s and the whole free love movement and what have you. So the film puts that idea, like that monologue presenting this notion of liberation through submission to the male gaze and male desire, in the mouth of this really disgusting dude, this man who is the leader of this coven, this Wiccan coven, and who is clearly just in it to groom and grope attractive women. It's very cynical, like I said. It is gross, but it never really crosses the line to where it stops being goofy and you stop smiling, and you're like, oh no. There is one moment late in the film where I did think to myself, oh my god, this film is going to go there, but it stops just short. The film doesn't shy away from that constant threat of sexual violence, or really the constant infliction of sexual violence. Uh, it just presents it so deftly. There's enough distance that you get what the movie is saying. It's not a joke exactly, but it is just so stupid. People are such buffoons, and we put ourselves through so much misery that sometimes you just have to shake your head and laugh about it. So that covers a lot of what I like about this movie, I think but this podcast is called Almost Good. So while I really do like The Love Witch a lot, and I would certainly watch it again, there is just one little thing about it that prevents me from considering it an instant classic and a masterpiece. And that's simply that it's way, way too long. It's a solid two hours long, and you feel it. If they had just shaved off half an hour, maybe 20 minutes, this movie would go from good to great. So it does get to good. It's definitely a good film, but... As released, it falls just short of greatness. So if you've been seeing a bunch of hype about The Love Witch, and you're intrigued but you're on the fence about seeing it, just go ahead and check it out. I recommend it to everybody. There is some gore in it, but it's goofy, it's highly stylized. The protagonist is engaging and relatable, even if she's definitely reprehensible. And there are just so many little moments in it that will just make you laugh. The script and the performances are so funny, just go see it. Go fall in love with the Love Witch. Yeah, yeah, I just did that. <sighs> well, anyway, this has been almost good. Thanks again for listening, and hopefully I'll be back soon.